The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we got a barn burner up here, Rob. It's so <laughs> hot. It's like a hundred dying. Oh, my gosh. I read that on Facebook. Somebody else on Facebook posted like at 530 this morning how hot it was, <laughs> and I thought, oh, my goodness. And I've uh, honestly, Sandra, I've got my polar fleece on right now. We've got a little chill in today's air. It's just the oh. difference of 3,000 miles. <laughs> you know, it's well, it's, it was cold last week, and then it, like, got hot, and then everybody got sick. And, you know, it just it's just that wacky Southern California spring weather where it can be anywhere from 59 degrees and rainy, like it was five days ago, to 110. And I will tell you, a temperature swing of 60 degrees is a little much even for me. Oh my gosh, that is hard on your body. There's, it, I mean, the kids feel it, the adults feel it. Everybody must be miserable out there. How are the roads today? Oh. Everybody cranky? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, cranky. And you know, I went to a restaurant and had some lunch um, because I met a friend for lunch before uh, I went over to the elementary school. And mm-hmm. you know, he pulled up in this black car, and I'm like, God, what are you in the kill box? You know, it's like black leather, <laughs> black. You know, and he's sweating. He's like, I have the air conditioning going on full bore, and he's like, I'm in the kill. Books. And I'm like, why well, you are? Because I think you have a shelf life. I know milk has a shelf life of like 15 minutes, if that, you know, in a black yeah. car in 100 oh, degrees. Oh, gosh. Heat yeah. with the sun blasting. I used to, even up here, though, in the summertime, I would... Um, bring a, th- a cooler in my car. Uh, our, our store was just that far enough far away. It was about 20 minutes away, I would say. And yeah, I would bring a cooler and just put the, the chicken, the, the hamburg, the, the, uh, the milk, all of that kind of thing, you know. So yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think back to one of our shows that we had like four years ago or four and a half years ago with First Sergeant Hoffman when he was trying to yeah. do Wounded Warriors, remember, from the car <laughs> in the, the helicopters were doing maneuvers and then he couldn't I run the <laughs> What a good sport he was. And, and you were doing the same thing one day. You were on the side of the road somewhere uh, in the car. You got stuck in <laughs> I got stuck in traffic and I had to wire my my computer to broadcast from to do the show. That's the one the policeman 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm on the air, policeman. You can't give me a ticket. He's like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted so badly for you to just kind of put your microphone thing up and say, hello, you're on the air. <laughs> and have this guy on national radio while he's got you pulled over there. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my wacky sense of humor. <laughs> well, but that's like the whole can-do military attitude. It's like, okay, I got five lanes bumper to bumper. I can see the medevac chopper. We're going to be here for three hours. So I inched my minivan over because everybody gets out of my way. I will tell you, a big red minivan, you know, with all these California sports cars, get out of my way, and I got off and, you know, pulled over under a tree and got a good Wi-Fi signal and did my show until the police came. <laughs> That's funny. Well, down in Massachusetts, I mean, you see these uh, real beater cars, and they've got dents and no, you know, no hubcaps, and you know you get out of their way on Storo Drive because they don't care. <laughs> That's right, right. Beat-up car, hormonal mom in a minivan with, or minivan with screaming kids either way get out of the way <laughs> that's it exactly oh you know we do what we got to do there's there's so many whether you're a mom or a, a, a dad who's taking care of kids you know what you just do what you got to do yeah well and you know that's a lot of what our topic is uh today with our guest we're bringing on dr jody bramer um mm-hmm. we're going to talk about like how different people relate to the same stressful situation. And today we're going to talk about deployment, and we can talk about how it differs for a mom, a dad, a spouse, a kid, a brother and sister, because it's all the same situation, but everybody relates to it so differently. And I'm so excited not only to have you on as my co-host, Rob, but to have Stephen on, um, you know, because uh, Stephen Boyd, our veteran correspondent, you know, went through deployment issues, and, you know, Rob, you and went together with him, and I can't wait to get your feedback, because the more we share about the family dynamic of deployment and reintegration, I think the better off we all are. Oh, absolutely. We weren't married when he was deployed, but I did talk to his mom, actually, today, and what's kind of different, too, is exposing, I guess you could say, the differences in the wars, because... um, of course, in World War II, everybody was um, proud. They said, you know, you're going to just buck up, you know, bite the bullet and you're going to go and everyone is going to be proud and, you, and the, the country's just going to march right along with you. And then, of course, in Stephen's War, we had a lot of other societal issues and we had a lot of uh, controversy. And it was a much more difficult war. And I think siblings and family members all reacted so differently because you had the concern of your loved one being over there you had the concern because you didn't hear from them frequently they probably couldn't write back the way uh most most times they do write back then back home you had the issue of whether or not to even let people know you had a loved one over there because of what that what society did to you just being home I mean, even when we had Steve's mom on, I don't remember if you remember, but I mean, people were spitting on the sidewalk while she was walking down, down in her center of town. That's the kind of sort of bullying that went on on top of the worry of having a loved one. 
being being over there. And and now we have a completely different dynamic that everything is so transparent. Everybody sees daily what goes on over there. So think of the impact of the children watching and Skyping with their with their parents and knowing where they are or siblings or whoever it is that they love that's over there and the transparency that we have with the media coverage now that's a whole different kind of dynamic that our families have to face you know it really is with this one specific family that wrote in to us to tackle this issue um the mom brought up a really good point about her son was you know 10 years old when the war started now he's 20 he's being deployed he's grown up with this and you know he's seen everything that's going on and then he's got little siblings you know who are are just you know it's just a different dynamic and you know our war has yeah. dragged on for so long now that mm-hmm. you know in some respects it's become commonplace but you know when my friends first you know were deployed in the beginning it was like rah 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 you know Toby Keith go 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 you know mm-hmm. kind of thing and now it's so different because there's just it's just different and I can't wait yeah. to talk to Jody about this because I think you know we did a deployment show a couple years ago you know along the same thing but things have changed Yes, things have changed an awful lot, and I think sometimes for the good, and sometimes, as I was saying, because of the transparency, maybe not so good. Um, not only, like you say, things have gone on for quite some time now, and um, maybe we aren't sending as many letters over. Maybe we aren't remembering to uh, donate to the to people who are sending care packages over. We do have to, it's the same with blood drives. When there's a big major catastrophe, everybody runs to donate blood and then all of a sudden we forget, oh, you know, we'll do it next month. Well, we'll do it next month. And then all of a sudden we're we're in a real uh, dire need for those supplies because people have kind of put it off. So uh, with Memorial Day coming up, I'm hoping that people are not only remembering those who have fallen but remembering all soldiers whether um they're home whether they're in marines i shouldn't say soldiers that's a that's my my error i'm sorry all military personnel you know sandra did you know what memorial day was called before it was called memorial day you know i'm ashamed to say that i marched in all these parades with my flute and held the banner and i have no idea <laughs> well you know what i've asked uh, somebody else who is very good in history and they weren't sure either it was called decoration day oh and, yep and after the civil war um there were in the late 1860s americans from various towns and cities began to hold springtime tributes and then it evolved so that it was actually declared um, in 1866 um, um, a decoration day so that people would go decorate the graves with flowers or mementos. And then when it was chosen to be on May 30th, that date was actually chosen because there were no other, um, it was no anniversary of any particular battle. So it was uh, a loose date as far as battle history was concerned. So, and then it began to evolve into uh, Memorial Day um, later on. I think it was in 1968 when Congress finally passed the Uniform Monday holiday. And now that's kind of where it all evolved. So, <laughs> I went onto the History Channel website and, and I was... Um, 
I was I was kind of intrigued with all of this. I thought it was pretty cool. I do, too, because, you know, it's one of those things we take for granted, you know, like mm-hmm. saying our prayers, and we don't even think about what we're saying. Well, they changed it. It said in the article they changed it from Decoration Day to Memorial Day because apparently Decoration Day was so specific to um, the uh, Civil War, and they wanted, after World War One to make sure that all fallen soldiers were remembered, not only from the Civil War. So, so that's our little tidbit from the History Channel. It's, I love watching the History Channel. They have so many interesting things. <laughs> Well, you know, we are coming up to the break, Sandra. We've got Jody Bramer on the other side of our break. Um, we've had Jody on so many times, and she always has such interesting uh, points of view to talk to us about. And we have to uh, uh, make sure that we remind you to always tune in to our our podcast to hear our past ones at militarymomtalkradio.com. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with Jody Bramer. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list. And a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we have got a very, very important show today, I believe. Rob, we got a letter uh, from a listener that uh, really spawned the whole concept of today's show, and she has a son, uh, early 20s, who's going off to deployment, and they have a very, very large family. I think they got 10 kids or something like that. And <laughs> she was struggling because she said things like, you know, her husband's just kind of buried himself in his work, and they have a couple other boys that have served, so they're kind of cool with it or down with it. There's not any friction there, but the little ones, the they're like, tuning into their video games, and, and then there's a couple daughters, and one of the daughters is AWOL, and she doesn't want to talk about it, and then the other one is upset, and um, the the serviceman in particular, the one who's being deployed, he, like, had this freak out and, like, broke up with his girlfriend of a long time, and, you know, it's just we have a mess in Maple Leaf Garden is how I would say it when, we, when, <laughs> when I was growing up. Um, but there's fighting all over the place, and this young man is supposed to leave, you know, in a couple weeks, and she's really suffering, and her whole family is suffering, and I'm so thankful that that Dr. Jody Bramer can come on and shed some light on this topic, because there's so much about out there about the spouse. You know, the wife mm-hmm. is left behind, how does she cope, you know, but the girlfriend's kind of left out, and, you know, there's mm-hmm. some stuff on the kids, but, you know, there's really not a whole lot about, like, the brothers and sisters and the aunts and the uncles. You know, it's like a systemic family problem sure. when somebody deploys, if they don't have, like, systems in place on how to handle it or what to expect. And so yes. I'm just so excited to have Jody here, because she's going to fix everything. I know it. <laughs> well, not too much pressure. Hi, Jody. No pressure. No. <laughs> Gee, let me solve all the world's problems. Ah! <laughs> no, honestly, um, the the letter that your that that your listener sent. Uh, did she say specifically what she was referring to? You mean that that about everything being a mess? Yes. Yeah. What she aspect said that- was? She's felt really controlling. She didn't want to leave any of her kids out of her sight. And uh, the son had had a big fight with the girlfriend. And he's like, you know, I don't want to have the responsibility of, of you over there and talking to everybody. And she just said everybody's fighting in their family dynamic. Um, and it's really stressful. And her husband's kind of like pulled out of the whole mix. And he's staying in the office late. And, you know, she said she can see how all the family members are dealing individually with their own own reaction to this or whatever is going on, but she's like, it seems to have taken their whole family dynamic and put it off kilter. Wow, it sounds like each individual person in there is feeling one of the stages, one of the the, um, the feelings that are so often attached to pre-deployment. Um, there's an entire pre-deployment stage that includes fear, anger, denial, resentment, excitement, and guilt that not only does everybody feel kind of a mix of all of those feelings, but it's common for one person to feel like the mother might feel specifically fearful about losing her, her 
the, the, the military member or the um, the spouse or the girlfriend might even feel some guilt at feeling relief of uh, this person going and giving them speech. There's all sorts of possibilities of interactions and multiple multiple feelings that people are wrestling with inside of them. Um, often it's common to think, what, what am I going to do without him or her? And I can't believe they're actually leaving. And how in the world am I going to cope with the kids? How am I going to cope with this? How am I going to cope with the bills? Um, to all the other side of, I wish they'd already leave so I could get on my, with my life. And um, it may be that sometimes you have this clutch like uh, this push-pull, don't leave me, don't leave me, get out of here kind of thing. And it often leads to fights and conflicts because, as we've talked about on other shows, it's very common to want to push away somebody who is going to be the source of pain, whether it's the military person who has his mind wrapped around doing what they need to do to get over there and do their job and not wanting to have to deal with a family left behind, to the family members thinking, you know what, this is just too hard to have you here and not focused, not with me. I'd rather be angry at you and have you go than stay here and have me miss you while you're still here. So all of those feelings are so common, the push-pull, and it can be with the family members too, especially if you're particularly close with a sibling, say you're a sister or brother left behind and somebody is going over there. You can have all sorts of conflicted feelings. And um, the, the children are dealing with what they're dealing with. The parents are dealing with, their, with what they're dealing with. And the, the interactions between the people left back here, it's like Christmas on speed <laughs> as far as the emotions and the relationships left behind. It's almost a relief for the military person to get out of there and just focus on what they need to do, but people don't realize what a mess it leaves for the people back home. But for everybody, everybody's got, it seems like with this lady and her, her large family, you know, do you think all the way down to, you know, her little one, I think was 12 or 13 years old, you know, just old enough to kind of be cognizant of the change that's happening. But is it, is it typical for like a husband and wife, like a parents of deployed soldiers to, to deal with it like completely differently or independently and then fight between the two of them? Oh, completely. Completely. Uh, it could have something to do with the way that the individuals were raised. Maybe the father, in this case, uh, wasn't meant to show emotions, but that doesn't mean he doesn't feel them. So he goes to work. He dives into work. He separates himself from the family because he doesn't even want to consider spending some time with himself and realizing, I'm going to miss my son. I'm worried about him. I don't want to share this with anybody because I don't want to be less than a man. I don't want to look like I'm ma not manly and, and he's going to be tough and he's going to be fine to um, fighting with the wife for being mother-like and maybe voicing, oh, I'm going to miss my baby. And he's, he's having to be gruff and he's having to, to hold the family together. And it's, it's, um, it does present a conflict, and then when the wife sees the husband not acting in a certain way or not supporting her, or he sees her in a way that he's not able to be and release the emotions that he feels, of course there's going to be conflict. They're going to fight amongst themselves because what they're dealing with is the grief of their child leaving and going into harm's way. And that's a very scary thing, and they've got to wrestle with it within themselves, and they've got to deal with it in the context of their own relationship. 
not to mention having to deal with the siblings and the children that are left behind. Yeah, well, and I was reading her letter a little bit while you were talking, and she said what was interesting or what she's struggling with, too, uh, uh, Jody, is that this isn't the family's first deployment. They have two other children who served, and she's like, why is this deployment different than the others? And she's like, it just seems like we all react differently with each deployment. And, you know, I thought that was interesting. Well, it would also fall into line with where the child was in the birth order. Is this the first son? Is it? Is he going into combat where the other deployments were more of muse or, or more um, safe deployments? Um, is there something about his relationship with the mother or the father that's different than the other children's relationship? Uh, family dynamics can be very, very complicated. And it's never... It's never easy. It's just different and hard in its own way. And I so think opening up... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I Rob. was going to say, opening up the conversation is probably even more difficult because nobody wants to be the first to bring up, let's talk about this. It's the same oh, way absolutely. when people want to talk about wills, I would think, isn't it, Jody? It, it's very difficult to bring up the subject of death sometimes to family members but you got to write the will, so you got to talk to them about it. There's this huge phase of denial, the stage of denial, where if you don't talk about it, it's not really going to happen. And then if you do talk about it, oh, my God, you're making it real. And in the making it real, you are flying in the face of the comforting denial. Mm-hmm. And that isn't, that isn't fun. It isn't something that people want to talk about. It is a harsh reality, especially... In the military world, you have to talk about this. You have to have the uh, power of attorneys, the just-in-case, the, the what-ifs, and those are very scary. Well, and it one of the things scary. throughout... Oh, sorry, Robin, this is what I Jody to comment on. I know we're getting close mm. to break. Um, but she said, we're a military family. This isn't our first deployment. We should be able to do this easier than it is. And I well, just—I would love you to comment on that, Jody. Well, I think she's shooting on herself. <laughs> nope. One of my no-nos is you never should on yourself because putting shoulds is having an expectation that you're automatically failing. Um, every deployment is going to have its own issues, and to think that one's going to be easier because you've done it before just isn't fair because life changes between deployments. Things happen in a family dynamic that changes between deployments. Maybe a family member is ill or there's a risk that you won't see them again or there's been a relationship change or a a health scare. Anything and everything can affect each and every deployment. So shooting on on yourself and thinking, "I, I should be up for this. I should be immune to this. It shouldn't bother me as much. It's just... It's just not a fair assessment. It's going to hurt regardless. It's going to be tough regardless. We, we've, we're going to keep Jody here until, uh, for, for the next segment. Um, we, we're talking to Jody Bramer today, family therapist. On the other side of the break, let's talk a little bit about what families can do. Maybe some helpful steps to break that ice to be able to open up conversations. Because as a mother, I can only imagine the worst thing in the world is to let that 
child go over there and and worry, oh my gosh, what if we left on bad terms? Um, all of those things. Let's get it out in the open before before they deploy um, and open up everybody's hearts. We've got Jody Bramer with us today and we'll have Stephen Boyd at the last segment of the show. We'll be back in a moment here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one's spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are covering a very, very vital topic uh, today is how uh, family, and particularly extended family, react uh, 
uh, in a deployment situation. And Dr. Jody Bramer has taught us that uh, common feelings like fear, anger, grief, resentment, even excitement or relief, um, all these things can kind of, you know, simmer in a cocktail of feelings within the family dynamic and that it's really important to recognize that uh, these exist. And she's going to give us some coping tools this segment with respect to that. But before we go back to Dr. Jody Bramer, I want to bring on veteran correspondent Stephen Boyd because he has something to add with respect to the, the son of the family member that wrote in who got rid of his longtime girlfriend before being deployed to combat. Stephen, you had some comments about that. We can't hear him. Hello. Hello. Oh, did you hear me? There, there. Yeah, we go. Thanks. Okay. You know. Yeah, that wasn't about somebody that I knew. That was me that did that. Oh. <laughs> I had broken up. Uh, I had told my girlfriend at the time that, uh, you know, it'd probably be better if, uh, you know, she saw other people and we just went our separate ways for the time being. And, uh, she was all upset about that, sent her father over to threaten me that uh, she was in love with me, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and being in Vietnam, I didn't have the time nor the inclination to even write to family members. And uh, just before I rotated back to the States, she dear John me. And when I got back here, I think it was just a ploy to make me come and see her, and I didn't, and uh, started receiving phone calls hysterical phone calls from her um, that she wanted me back. By that time, I'd already started seeing someone else. So, <laughs> But to the point here is that a lot of the guys broke up with their girlfriends or just left it that, you know, we're still friends. Maybe we'll see you in a year. Maybe we won't. And because it was easier on us. Steve, this is, this is Jody. I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, just out of curiosity, because the Vietnam War was so different than the war today and the availability we have for communication is so different, do you think that if you had had access to Internet chats or, or phones the way that, that we, we do today and the communication that our wives and girlfriends can have with the military members, do you think things would have been different? Uh, probably yes. I would say that was a, a definite yes. Um, when we went out, we went out for months on end into the jungle and had no communications other than a chopper flying out to us and dumping rations on us every few weeks. And uh, we never knew we would get back in and we'd either have a pile of letters or we'd have, we'd have no letters. Um, so it was we were so literally isolated that it we blocked out the states completely. It made more sense for you to not have that dragging on you. And sometimes I wonder, again, again, this is Jody, I'm sorry, Sandra, but sometimes I wonder... Oh, no, I love it. Oh, please. (laughs) I wonder if the communication makes things better or worse. I think it's great for for being able to stay in touch with loved ones. But then again, um, what I'm finding in my practice is that if the... If the girlfriends or wives or or families back home don't hear from somebody for a day or two, they get very upset, whereas back in Steve's day it would be an entire deployment that it would go without without contacting. And the truth is is that our guys are over there doing this this job, and 
sometimes the communication isn't going to be everything it could be, and some guys will be able to reach home, some people won't, and then it starts um, uh, not fights necessarily, but it starts bickering amongst the ranks back home. You heard from your husband, and I didn't hear from mine. Maybe he's having an affair or something like that. And the communication is great, but we still have to remember that this isn't just going to another base. This is going to combat. Yes, and I think um, for single guys it is probably easier because, um, and single men and women, I should say, because their spouse is at home taking care of the family and, and uh, um that's where a lot of stress comes. Just think about, I think about family stress. Okay, we've got to get the car fixed tomorrow. We've got to take it over. You know, this isn't something that you can do from 8,000 miles away. So the stress, nope. I think, is a lot more today than it may add more stress than it did back in the, that time. Absolutely. It really is the double-edged sword. Uh, when the service member is overseas or anywhere in a combat and... Uh, finds out that their little one is running a fever or that their car needs to be repaired or that there was a, a break-in in the neighborhood. It leaves a sense of, of helplessness that adds on to the worry on top of just avoiding an enemy sniper gunshot, which is a whole level that you can't really imagine. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I've heard some remarkable things where our guys overseas who have pregnant women have been able to be patched in and do do the, the visual phone thing where they can actually witness their children being born and, and be a part of it. And um, this is something that that never existed before this generation. Yes, and I, I think back of some of the comments that you just made. I didn't, thinking back when I was in, in actual combat situations, that's the only thing that you have to think about. You can't afford to be thinking some minor problem back home or even a major problem back home when your life is on the line that you have to focus on what you're doing right then and there. And it's Is it awesome, a lot maybe. of hurry up and wait or a lot of urgency followed by 90% boredom? Yes, yeah. Uh, three minutes of terror, 23 and a half hours of boredom. <laughs> wow. And that's probably when the family members need to remember, too, that th there are certain things that you do want to share when you get that Skype opportunity or that Facebook opportunity with somebody. Um, but m I think more and more families are remembering that their people have to do their job and um, that maybe they're not going, they'll share the details that are going to make them remember people are loving them back here, but not necessarily burdening them with the decisions that m the family back home might need to be making. I think that's a really good point. Um, there's, again, that fine line between what is sharing the life so you don't feel disconnected and what is going <laughs> overboard. And one of the things I, I recommend, um, coping skills as you were, whatever, is to let people know what is kind of necessary to know. But, Steve, you can back me on this. One of the nicest things that I've heard our military men come back and say is if something is going wrong, one of the best, most reassuring things I can hear from my spouse is 
it's all being taken care of, or don't worry, I've got it covered. So you can say the little one had a fever or uh, so-and-so fell out of a tree or, um, or the car has the red light come on, but don't worry, honey, I'm on top of it. You're okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm handling it. Yes, and especially it, 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 in past tense, it's already been fixed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even better, even better. And then maybe add in a throw line like, can't wait for your home so you can take care of it. Yes, yeah. It still <laughs> rattles, but uh, when you come home, you can tighten that up. Jody what do you think are some of those icebreakers that families because obviously when people come back from a deployment there's always that resettling and sometimes the angst of I used to do it this way and now I have to do it that way because you're home but you don't want these families to leave on a bad note so what can families do especially to include siblings to include girlfriends as far as opening that that conversation up understanding the limitations of communication is vital for somebody back home to think, yay, I talk to you one time a week or three times a week is great. Not to expect, hey, I didn't talk to you four or five times a week, what's going on? So prepping, prepping both parties for the limitations is great. And therefore, anything that you do get is icing. Uh, a Skype opportunity is icing. Uh, covering things like Steve said in past tense is is a wonderful way to to make people feel connected because you do want to share without burden. And again, a fine line. When people come back, we've got an entire other show on on, yeah. on getting back together again and the struggles and the trials of getting back together and reincorporating the missing member back into the family so they can feel like they are uh, not displaced or not uh, replaced in, in any way. But as far as prepping for that, you want to keep a calendar, knowing that the end in sight may never be the actual end because, we, as anybody in the military knows, it's just a suggestion yeah. <laughs> to when they're coming home. Uh, you guys have experience with that, right? Well, a lot of it uh, today is these multiple deployments these uh, these veterans are going through. I mean, they'll come home for six months and then get shipped back over there again for another oh. year or so. This oh, is brutal. This brutal. Isn't, uh, th- this isn't a 13-month tour, come home, gee, maybe I'll go back there in a couple of years. This is almost constant. That's so difficult. Jody, we're going to uh, wrap up this segment. Uh, it's it's wonderful to have your input because I love the common sense approach that you have. Jody Bramer, we can find you at jodybramer.com. Is that correct? Yes, jodybramer.com. Um, absolutely, J-O-D-Y-B-R-E-M-E-R. And I am here for anybody. I'm in Southern California along with Sandra. And... Anything I can do, I'm here. I love coming on your show. Thank you, Sandra and Robin, for having me. We will definitely have you back. I think we've already got you on the roster, so we'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of the break, we're going to continue with Stephen Boyd, and especially May being Military Appreciation Month, we've got some deals for you coming up after the break.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get ready. Rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's in Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Mom, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first three quarters of the show, you really need to go to iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can go to MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or our host station, Toginet.com, and pull up this uh, broadcast as well as many other pro- uh, broadcasts that cover everything from deployment to veteran benefits to uh, what you need to know the first time uh, you join the military. I mean, we've just got all sorts of information for the entire military family, and that includes friends and girlfriends and boyfriends. Now, without further ado, oh, Rob, were you going to say something? I was just <laughs> going to say, we had an author a while back, and I'll have to look up that, that name, that wrote a book specifically for siblings, remember? 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. had over 100 and, I don't know, we're at 160 shows or something like that, and they're all one-hour shows. I just can't remember it, but I'm so grateful. I'm just going to say this right now. I'm so grateful for all of you who download our shows, who take our shows to other places where there are broadcast and rebroadcast. We know from the letters you've written in that people are playing our show at coffee houses on base. They're sharing it. They're putting it on their iPod. And Rob, when we set out to do this show, we set out to put hands, information in the hands of the military family. And we've grown so much over the years. And one of those acquisitions that we've done in our growth was acquire veteran correspondent Stephen Boyd. I just love having him on because he's got such a great radio voice and he always brings super information. Mm-hmm. Hi, Steve. And you married him, so how can you not like him? <laughs> well, thanks, ladies. <laughs> thanks. Okay, thrill us, entertain us, inform us. What do you got for us this week? Okay, this week we, we, um, Robin had asked me to find out about some military discounts um, through different uh, um, businesses and so on. Now, I ex- explained on one of the previous shows um, that uh, we've been doing some renovations on the house here, and, and Lowe's uh, gives a 10% discount to veterans and mil- active-duty military people. Now, uh, Home Depot gives uh, discounts, but they only give discounts not to all veterans, but they give them to active reserve uh active and reserve uh, military people, and the only way a veteran gets a discount at Home Depot is if they have a disability, and that's uh, put onto their veteran ID cards from the VA. Okay. Now, What do you have to show for Lowe's? Like, you just go in and show your, show like your, your retired uh, veteran? Yeah, you just show your uh, VA card, um, your picture ID card that's... It, it says uh, the Veterans Administration's on it, and bang, 10% right off the top. And, oh, Steve, you may want to remind listeners, especially for older veterans who might not have that card, you weren't aware of it until someone mentioned it to you. So no, tell our they, listeners. They need to get in touch with their local VA office, and the VA will tell them uh, where to go to get their card. Um there may be uh, small regional offices, and they may have to go someplace, um, uh, a big enough facility that uh, takes the photographs. Um, I got mine up at the VA hospital here in Manchester. Um, the Veterans Administration main office is downtown in the uh, federal building, but they sent me up to the local uh, hospital to get mine. So mm-hmm. they have to make, make a call and find out where they can get their card. Um, unfortunately, in a lot of parts of the country, they, it may take a, a ride to get to these places. Um, so they need to check and see if uh, if they have trouble getting there, see if they can hook a ride with uh, uh, the DAV or one of the other organizations that may help them out. Sure. And it's important to do it because now that you've had it, so many things just in our area have opened up for you. What are some of the other things you found online? Best way to go on to uh, is to go on to uh, a search engine and and check things out. Uh, just type in veterans discount, um, and it seems that no matter which search engine I went on to, uh, a couple of them really stood out. The first one is www. <laughs> www. Military and 
VeteransDiscounts.com, and is A-N-D. Mm-hmm. And it shows a sign-up page. Now, I didn't go on to it to, to find out. Um, the other thing is that uh, the best way to go about finding if a company offers a discount is just ask. Mm. Um, Sometimes you'll, you'll you can find it on their to, website. Yes, yeah, some t- have it on their website. Now, uh, the VA rep down at the unemployment office that I used to deal with keeps sending me information. He's a retired military man himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a, a list here of restaurants, uh, uh, retail and apparel. Now, this list um, I downloaded from uh, his website, and if uh, you ladies can tell me how we can get this to people that we possibly put it on uh, one of the blogs or something, because it's quite a few here. Um, Now, this one is particularly for people over uh, seniors, so all you old veterans out there, this will be very helpful. Applebee's, Arby's, Ben and Jerry's, Bennigan's, uh, Bob's Big Boy, Boston Market, and so on. Um, retail apparel, um, Banana Republic, uh, uh, Hallmark, Kmart, Kohl's, uh, Modell Sporting Goods, Rite Aid, uh, grocery stores, travel, uh, Amtrak gives a 15% discount for 62-plus people. So these are over and above uh, being a military veteran. Now, some of the websites we want to make sure uh, to mention there is often a membership. In fact, I actually was looking for something else today, and I hit on it, and they wanted it wanted you to become a member, which involves some kind of paying. And you should not have to be paying anybody to find out these things. These, If they are legitimate, uh, they're going to be giving you the information and whether their establishment gives the discount or not. Yes, that's one of the things. Uh, uh, the Military and uh, Veterans Discount uh, website, I didn't go on because uh, you had to start logging in, and I didn't want to come to a page that said, surprise, uh, you know, Yeah. Uh, Give me a credit card so we can charge you fifteen dollars. That exactly. that you don't shouldn't have to do. Right. Our guests last week, if you remember, Steve was Troop Swap, and that's T R O O P S W A P dot com, yes. and they were uh, great as far as finding a lot of companies that they are um, in alliance with, so they will give discounts. We, you, and I have both found that the best way to handle this is just pick up the phone before you make the trip to the store and say, "Do you give discounts?" Correct, and don't underestimate. Um, the uh, the goodwill of the your local merchants. Uh, a lot of them are going to be veterans too. So, hey, do you give a military discount? What's your name? Sure, come on in. I'll give you ten percent off. Yeah. Uh, so the the bottom line is ask. Right. Always there- ask. Yeah, there are a lot of and and I don't have the website right in front of me, but there I know. Um, MilitaryConnection.com does have a section of their web that lists veteran businesses, and that's part of their Vamboa branch, uh, V-A-M-B-O-A.org. They have all this veteran business owners, and we certainly want to make sure, you know, if, if you've got to do some price shopping, you might as well do some veteran shopping. Yes. Now, I've got, uh, uh, I'm on the Google uh, 
veterans discount that I typed into Google, and, and I've got at least 10 pages of discount uh, places here. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds. There was one that I didn't get on to. Um, one in particular is www.localveteransveterandiscounts.com. Now, I haven't been on there yet. But mm-hmm. this is for local businesses and I uh, in your area, so it's probably something you type in your zip code and they'll direct you to local establishments. And with summer coming up, we want to make sure that people remember to call the bigger places, whether it be Universal or or um, some of the bigger. Um, I'm trying to think of the water slide place. They they often have veteran discounts too. So we want to make sure as you begin to travel across the country for your summer vacation that you give some phone calls before you go. So that may that may as you reported last week to us, Steve, going to the Smithfield uh, Smithfield Armory. It, it's Springfield, sorry. You want to make sure that you call, and maybe there that'll change your route if you're if you're driving. Of course, Steve. We want to make sure uh, that we uh, uh, get you back on another episode because we'd love to have you out there doing a little more exploring for us across the country. Um, can we have you back before too long? Oh, good. Anytime. <laughs> oh, good. You're um, right down the hall from me. Anytime. Okay, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know right where to find you. <laughs> Steve Boyd, it's always great to have you. Uh, your insight is always so important for us. Thank you. Next week, we want to make sure everyone joins us. We have Linda Jefferson coming back, Go Army Homes founder. Uh, she's going to have lots of information for us, growing, growing uh, establishment they have. We've got an author, Kristen Bayer. She wrote a darling book called Countdown Till Daddy Comes Home. We want to make sure everybody uh, joins us for that segment. And then I'm excited to tell you we have Tom Young, author, uh, renowned author, and you're going to recognize some of his books, The Renegades, Silent Enemy, Malaz Storm. Well, he has a new release out, and it is called The Warrior. So we're really looking forward to hearing about this new release and just chatting with him. When somebody has had so many books come out with with such uh, popularity, I I always wonder how people get new ideas. (laughs) I I really am fascinated with authors who have so many stories in them, and everybody's got a story, and that's one of the things that we keep encouraging people to do on Military Mom Talk Radio is to remember to just start writing your story because every story is important. Uh, Make sure you tune in to us on iTunes. Make sure you catch us right here on the Toganet station. We have our show page that has all of our podcasts podcasts. Don't start laughing, Sandra. I know you are. And um, right on Military Mom Talk Radio's show page. Please join us next week. We hope you have a great week out there. Enjoy the springtime. Take care, everyone. <laughs>